to wherever you may be, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. Today I'm joined once again by Krish. Krish, so soon after the last win, we're back with another pod. Had to be done, didn't it, after, after the <laughs> <laughs> I think, right, let's get straight into it because we'll, we'll get on to the brilliance of the second half. But I was worried. Were you worried after that first half performance? I think what was important is that we got to the break goalless, which we did. Mm. And um, we sort of weathered that storm. I I was at the ground and the atmosphere was unbelievable for for the whole half um, and for for obvious reason. Um, And yeah, it was just... uh, a matter of sort of weathering that emotion, the the energy that that was always going to give them. Um, and I think Chelsea did that pretty professionally. Um, but credit to to everyone who was there. It was a, a really pretty special atmosphere. Um, but um, made even better by the away fans. Obviously, Jimmy Greaves played for Chelsea as well. Um, came, through the, came through the system at Chelsea. Uh, so, yeah, I think Tottenham, obviously he's a... He's, probably Tottenham's best ever player so it was always going to be they were going to play for him you know what I mean and it did yeah. feel like they were doing that in the first half but um, I think Chelsea did well to weather that intensity and it, it as I said I, I wasn't worried but it was it became a matter of getting through to half time at 0-0 and then I think we could go from there and see what happened um, I wasn't expecting the second half that we had but um, mm-hmm. yeah that was a, a heck of a job they did I am, um, yeah, it was almost one of them where they came at us out of the block so quickly. They they did well to keep that going for a lot of the first half, but it's almost like you can't keep that up for, mm. for 90 minutes. And and I think when we sort of, you know, made that one change that I think changed everything, they just couldn't keep up, up with us. The performance in the second half was absolutely brilliant. I think Thomas Tuchel deserves so much credit because in that situation, you know, he's obviously we know how good he is, his man management, his tactics in game, especially. But to bring on, obviously, it's nice when you have the luxury of having Angolo Kante on the bench to bring on. But I really liked the fact he didn't swap him with Jorginho or Kovacic. And I think the easy option there is to just go like for like and just because, you know, Kante's like two players. So just, you know, get one of them off. But the fact he he replaced Mason Mount with Kante to, to regain control of that midfield changed absolutely everything, didn't it? Yeah. Um, as you say, it's Calvin Kante on the bench. It, it almost feels <laughs> like a, a non-brainer when things aren't going that well because he has <laughs> the ability to change the game at, at both ends of the pitch. But <laughs> having said that, yeah, Tuchel's um, sort of in-game uh, tactical changes are, are second to none at the moment, I think. Uh, he recognised um, that we were sort of losing that midfield battle as much as Jorginho and Kovacic weren't necessarily playing badly Um Tottenham's midfield, uh, in particular Hoiberg and um, Ndombele were just mm. playing really well and, and having the best of things. And as I said, the the lift the crowd gave them um, made a real real difference as well. Um, so, yeah, recognising that we were not, I hesitate to getting dominated, but definitely getting kind of overrun a bit. And yeah. had, we, had he left it that way, they were sort of in the ascendancy, although they maybe weren't creating any there's yeah. probably one clear cut opportunity for for son but um that diamond formation did work pretty well for them and, and and i guess that is the idea of when you play a formation that involves basically four centre midfielders or four midfielders mm. in the central area 
that is that is the result and four against two is obviously a massive mismatch but there's no surprise that um Marcos Alonso had a fantastic game because the narrowness of Spurs' system offered him far more space but um yeah yeah Chuck and Canton who as you say plays as two <laughs> that that basically brought it that basically made it even but he had an incredible half I thought and uh again just showed the ridiculous level he's currently playing at no oh, honestly I just you know, like, you know, you you know when you're going to bring him on and you know, you like, you know what he's capable of, but the, the the effect he had on that game in 45 minutes was out of this world. Um, what did you make of the second half performance as a whole? Tuchel said, Tuchel said he didn't think we were at our best. How many more levels have we got to go up here? Ooh, well, if, <laughs> based on the second half, if we've got many more to go up to, that that's pretty mm. scary stuff. Um, I definitely agree with him on the basis of the first half that there are uh, there are another more gears to go to um again it was sort of the the creative players who weren't involved enough in the mm-hmm. game and you kind of feel that once they start playing that in itself will give us a, a completely new dimension that we haven't really seen yet this season um but i think you also just have to give credit to the the capabilities of our wing backs um the creative capabilities as well that we've seen over the last few games. Marcos Alonso was brilliant <laughs> yesterday. I don't, no, what's happened to him? I mean, I he's know, just he's, turned, he's, this season, he's like a new animal. I know, he seems to do that every few seasons, though, doesn't he? He's, yeah. he's been at the club for a long time now. Will kind of be completely out of the team and then has this bounce back ability and then to be literally one of the key players, one of the star performers on a, in a mm. massive match like that. And obviously he loves playing against Spurs um, and it was another really vintage wing-back performance in that area. Um, But yeah, I think the second half, I'm not sure what happened, but yeah, Kante for me made a huge difference. Um, Mm. We were suddenly running the midfield and just creating chance after chance after chance. Uh, So that shows that certainly there's, that is a, one of the gears we have to go to. And I, I believe, yeah, once the, attacking players are firing there's an, another one to hit too um, I, do, I, I liked the look of Werner when he came on I don't know what you thought I, I was just about to say that I was saying like you know you talk Mount and Havertz didn't necessarily have the best of games um, but when Werner came on I bought, I really wanted to see this this Werner-Lukaku link up and within five seconds of him being on the pitch Werner had a chance Um and I really like the look of them two together. And I think, I don't think Mount and Havertz have been playing well enough together now to not give Werner a chance because he's not he's not there to score all the goals. We know that. Like we know that from last season. Obviously we'd like him to score more, but he came on the pitch and he had a couple of chances and he set up a goal. Mm. So he offers a completely different dimension um, to what those starting sort of two behind Lukaku can offer. And I really want to see... I don't know whether he'll... I think I think Timo Werner would be great to play against Man City because Man City are going to have a lot of the ball. We saw what happens when Man City defenders come up against pace. That, like, do you know what I mean? What happened in the Champions League final. I would love to see a Romelu Lukaku, Timo Werner link up on Saturday against Man City. What do you... Can you see Thomas Tuchel doing that? Or do you yeah, reckon he's going to go? He has to be tempted by now because I think some of us mm. maybe thought he might drop Mount on, mm. uh, on yesterday. Um, yeah. And obviously he's stuck with him, but I wonder now if that's the, not the final straw, because that's such a strong um, saying, but yeah. just, just for the time being, maybe yeah. take take him out of the firing line. He's obviously 
struggled yeah. for form. Struggling a little I, bit. Yeah. I would say he struggled for form more or less since the Champions League final. I don't think mm. he had like particularly great Euros on a on a personal level. Um, so maybe there's a kind of is- issue of fatigue there, which wouldn't surprise me at all. Mm. So yeah, take him out of the firing line, give Werner a chance. He hasn't really had a chance this season yet. And as you say, yeah, the way Man City defend, the way Man City play, maybe that pace will will hurt them. Um, it yeah. has in the in the past with yeah, as you say, Havertz the the Champions League final goal, um, and in the restart, I remember Pulisic caused them real trouble as well. Mm. So yeah, why not? Yeah, we're hoping to see a Timo Werner Romelu Lukaku link up. Um, we can talk about the attacking players, but for me, we've spoken about Angola Kante. One man stole the show, and. I just, I know we've said it a lot. I wish we had him five years ago because that was genuinely <laughs> one of the best centre-back performances I've seen in a very long time. Not just by a Chelsea player, by any centre-back in the Premier League. He was outstanding yesterday. He did not put a foot wrong. His performance was faultless from literally the, the minute we kicked off to the, to the minute that game ended. He, and I think... Spurs almost targeted him in a way as like a maybe a weak link because he's obviously not maybe as quick and they've got quite quick attackers. But in both boxes, he was just dominant. He could have could have scored. He could have scored one more at least. Um, what did you make of Thiago Silva's performance? Yeah, I, uh, I just have to echo everything you've just said, really. But yeah, mm. like the there was a lot of long balls. Maybe they think you know he's not as tall, but he he rose to absolutely everything. And mm. his one-on-one defending on the ground, um, seeing it sort of close up, he reads everything so well mm. and has such an excellent sort of defensive understanding of the game. He's it feels like he's learned sort of in his later years to be like a step ahead of the attacker to just yeah. know. I mean, think about the amount of world-class players he's played with and against um, in training and in matches. He will know, he's played with the best of the best. He'll know just that is an absolute catalogue of experience that he can fall Mm. back on. Um, And he uses it so well to his advantage. I think, yeah, I was, in the early stages, I thought Son looked really dangerous and he... Because yeah. he, he was um, a doubt for the game and then started sort of surprisingly. Mm. Um, and he looked in the mood for a minute one. You kind of worry the second he's getting on the ball a lot, making these probing runs, mm. carrying it, looking confident. But um, in that first sort of 10 minutes or so, he had a few kind of encounters with Thiago and Thiago sort of held his ground. So you you realise, oh, okay, this is going to be yeah, an ongoing battle. But um, yeah it's not one that Thiago is going to shy away from or has a disadvantage in by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. And yeah, not just Thiago, again, Rudiger and mm. uh, Christensen, I thought both excellent as well, which is a kind of ongoing trend for us. We just seem to, with this back three, all three of the centre-backs seem to play well every single game at the moment. Mm. Um, I don't know when that's going to end, but that feels like it's been ongoing for ages now um yeah. and it's gives us such a, a solid basis to to build upon and I mean it, that was the case yesterday I know two of them scored but no way we would have won three nil without them I don't think yeah and we we don't really look like conceding and I think I part of part of me put that down to Edward Mendy in goal um as well but I think Kepper deserves a whole lot of credit because he came in and he we know how much he's been criticised over the last, you know, two years or whatever. Um, 
And he came in and I thought, you know, he, he didn't have that much to do. But when he did, he was there and he and he made it like, you know, that son saves quite a big moment, um, mm. made himself big. And, and I think he deserves a lot of credit as well um, for that performance. And it gives you a little bit of encouragement because Edouard Mendy will go off to the Africa Cup of Nations next year. And you want a goalkeeper that you feel confident around, the defence feels confident around. And I think we saw a little bit more of that yesterday. Would you agree? I think so, yeah. There was one um, slightly nervy moment where he spilled oh, across like yeah, 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 from yeah. Kane, but I think he was unsighted. But um, mm. yeah, I think even in the sort of few games he's played, we've seen a bit of an improvement, a bit more mm. sort of steadiness. Um, and I think Tuchel's been smart with the way that he's used him in the, the same way cup. that... The Super Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a few other appearances here in their last season... Um, because obviously that's very unusual to rotate your goalkeeper, but Tuchel has such a deep and strong squad. Um, mm. And that, I think that's another sort of trend we've seen is that he's he's keeping everyone happy and giving everyone sort of sufficient minutes, apart from the players yeah. on the absolute fringe. But mm. e- even the players there seem to have some sort of understanding that they know why they're there. Mm. and They know that it's up to them to sort of battle back into the team if we're talking about... Um, Ross Barkley and, and Ruben Loftus-Cheek and the like yeah. but, um, so that harmony is is really important as well and uh, yeah at the moment overall the squad feels like it's in a really good place and I think that's that's still sort of um, carried over from the, the Champions League win but long may it continue yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely and I I mean I tweeted out after the game Chris I said you know Chelsea are joint top of the league um, having played Spurs away Arsenal away and Liverpool away in their opening five games now Yes, on paper, you look at where the like Liverpool and Spurs. Spurs had a really good start. See, they lost last week. Arsenal have obviously had the start Arsenal have had. Um, but it's always good to get one big six away games out of the way early, but also to get positive results in them. We haven't lost any of those games. That's a really good sign, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. As you say, it's it's sort of preferable to have these games early because it feels mm. like somehow they it didn't feel like it mattered less yesterday. I think once you get past that first international break, then things sort of kick in. But if as long as you don't drop points and then it becomes about beating the teams that you're expected to be, but and not losing those games as a bonus. But obviously we've sort of excelled in those matches. Um mm. could have beaten Liverpool if things had gone a bit differently. Um as I'm sure Purdy, our producer, will agree with. And um, <laughs> and yeah, I think it, there were no major hiccups, really. Like mm. the, the red card for East James in that match was the biggest, yeah. biggest issue Chelsea had mm. throughout. Uh, otherwise, it's all been fairly comfortable. So, yeah. Yeah. One, yeah. One goal from open play. Uh, no goals from open play, sorry, conceded. Um, in the league yeah. this season um, one from obviously the penalty spot and um, a lot of people have been talking Chelsea up before the season Krish um, even more so now everyone's saying if you finish above Chelsea you win the league um, how are you feeling on that situation what were you thinking pre-season what are you thinking now has your opinion changed at all where do you see obviously it's only five games so we can't you know get too overexcited or whatever I'm still standing by Man City to win the league Chelsea to come second, Liverpool to come third, Man United to come fourth. Has your opinion changed in any way or are you sticking with yours? No, I'm exactly the same. Yeah, I think mm. we did say that we expect Chelsea to be there or thereabouts, not yeah. necessarily win it, but you kind of expect with that squad and 
that, as I said, mentioned before, that harmony and just Tuchel's overall managerial ability that he's demonstrated since he's, mm. he's come to, to West London, that um, we will be up there. And it would kind of be not inexcusable, but you would expect a title challenge with the squad we've had and the yeah. money we've spent in the last two years. Um, yeah. And I think we're well on course for that. Obviously, yeah, mm. yesterday was impressive that I was mm. I was sort of purring watching that um <laughs> we did have yeah that was like one of those second halves where you're like okay you know it's a title winning team always has that match sort of early on where, yeah. everyone, where everyone's like oh yeah actually mm. this lot are pretty good um yeah <laughs> that was maybe hopefully not the first but the uh, one of many but uh yeah. the first little sign I think that we could be on something but um I still would be content with with second or uh, a, a sorry a title battle as challenge well. yeah like a title challenge but finishing second yeah like I think that's I mean I wouldn't be happy re- with it but that's what realistic. I'm realistic yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like at the start of the season I think you know I'm not going to get too overexcited you've got to be realistic like I still mm. think it's difficult to do over 38 games we haven't got many you know many pre- like um, players that have say won leagues we've got a lot of young players uh, obviously the odd the odd player that's won stuff um, won leagues in other countries and stuff um, but I think that's yeah to say we'll finish second is I'll be happy with although I do think we can mm. so I'm, not, I'm not saying we will I do think we Absolutely, can win the yeah. league this season it feels, I, I feel like we're just starting to build now and, and you, you can see that I think it was all about having a good start to the season we've done mm. that and that that is now the basis and you can see that yeah. things are starting to gel um, yeah Definitely. And I think, yeah, as I said, once those creative players start playing, considering we're missing that at the moment, really, mm. pretty, pretty scary prospects, hopefully. Yes. Um, right. We have got a League Cup game this week, Krish, mm. uh, against Aston Villa uh, on Wednesday. I'm going. Will you be there? Um, I might try to, to be fair, yeah. Um, Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah, Wednesday yeah. evening um, at the bridge. Um, this is a chance for... Tuchel, we want to win trophies. I don't expect him to take this competition lightly, but is this the perfect game for the likes of Saul, for the likes of, you know, Ziyech that hasn't played much, Barkley, Loftus-Cheek, uh, Trevor Shalaber, Reese james Ben Chilwell, you know, those players that, well, Reese james has played a lot, but obviously um, missed the last couple, came on against Zenit. Um, but is this a chance for him to switch it up and, and see what everyone else has to offer? Yeah, I would expect to see a lot of a lot of changes. Um, give Lukaku a rest. It'll be interesting to see kind of mm. the alternatives. Who's going to play up? Yeah, I was going to say, who, yeah. who do you think is going to play up front? Because exactly, we, yeah, this we, is we, a we thing. actually didn't replace yeah. Giroud or or Tammy. Exactly, yeah. Because we've we've bought two strikers and not replaced them. And you would maybe say Havertz, but Havertz has played more or less every game. Um, Thing is, it's really to... frustrating because he played so well as a full sign last season, and I mm. I thought that was going to be his position. Yeah, um, and maybe when Lukaku doesn't play, that that is that is the alternative. Even though he's played a lot, you know, mm. he came off. Did he come off yesterday? Yeah, he came... did he come off yesterday? Um, yes, yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, oh, he came off of Werner, didn't he? Came he? Yeah. yeah, he came off of Werner. Yeah, yeah. So he has he had a little like obviously he didn't play the full ninety. So maybe maybe we might see Havertz as a full sign because Timo Werner's not an out and out number nine, is he? I think you know that. Yeah, not definitely not in the Premier League now. I think we do know that. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. He will have to have a 
quite a long hard think about that because I can't imagine he'll want to kind of risk Lukaku's legs in that one especially considering mm. how tough the league game against Villa was um, but it might be that we do see him try Werner up front but maybe he puts um, someone who one of the attacking players like obviously Mount came off at half time so maybe Mount will play try and build mm. up some form um, but if he has someone just off him to try and play as the big man or other yeah I'm yeah, I mean, it sounds ridiculous considering the depth we've got, but I hope we don't sort of... I know Tammy wanted to start every game, but I hope we don't regret sort of like letting a, a backup striker leave the club, if you know what I mean, to not give us any alternative. Um, yeah. But I think, yeah, with the attacking depth we have, hopefully he can work something else out. I think Christian Pulisic should be nearing full fitness I think I think he said it was 10, think he'll 10 be, days will he be rest will he be not risk but, obviously it's not like a, a huge game but yeah probably I, too, I could too. see him maybe holding off for maybe City yeah yeah maybe he'd be on the bench or something but um, I'd, li- I'd really love Ruben off cheek to come in and have a really great game yeah I, I reckon he'll probably start to be honest um it would be I, I can't see him starting any of any of uh Kovacic Jorginho or Kante maybe, maybe yeah. it's like Kovacic but um, he's been one of our best players again yeah, <laughs> he was so good yesterday yeah, he was maybe there, Maybe he'll maybe leave one of them in but I would expect yeah Sal probably even see Barkley and Loftus Sheets will get mm. a good amount of minutes yeah definitely um, this is the, the Man City Cup as they call it because they've won it for like <laughs> the last however many years um, I always like to win trophies obviously but People necessarily don't maybe take the League Cup, even the FA Cup, too seriously anymore. I'd be very annoyed if we got knocked out tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, sorry. Would would you? Yeah, I mean, you have to at least get past the the first round um, mm. and kind of keep that winning mentality going, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I think you want to be in the latter stages. I agree that it maybe doesn't hold the same importance as the other the other competitions, but he he won't Thomas Tuchel won't take it lightly and it's the, the first piece of silverware up, up for grabs it's usually mm. a bit of a, a statement to win it in February yeah. or March so yeah I mean uh, I can't claim to be like super bothered about it but I, obviously yeah you don't want to go out early and as long as we're there or thereabouts in the in the semi in the final um then yeah. that's fine but um yeah, Wednesday night is just a good opportunity to to build up some form amongst maybe some of the players that are struggling and get some minutes mm-hmm. in their legs. Um, yeah. Maybe Mason Mount will start actually thinking about it, especially only playing half the game. Um, mm. Build up some form, keep winning, basically. Yeah, definitely. You want You don't want to drop that sort of level up, do you? Um, we're not going to do a pod before the weekend, so we've got another huge game to talk mm. about, um, and that's obviously Manchester City. Um, at Stamford Bridge. Um, it, this is going to be a real measure of, of where we are. I think I said that when we when we played them um, a couple of last, like when Tuchel obviously took over and we won that. Then we won the Champions League final and now we've got them again and we're in better form going into this game. How are you feeling ahead of it? Because do you think if, if we can win, that says it all, doesn't it? Yeah, I think the form coming into it makes you feel confident 
and mm. perhaps rightly so. At the moment, I have a lot of faith in what Thomas Tuchel's doing, essentially. Mm. I think fundamentally he he is he's steadied the ship so much and now he's started to build and we're mm. looking we're looking pretty dangerous in the early stages of the, as stages mm. of the season. Um as we said, we're expecting them to be our, our biggest or closest challenges. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you always expect a difficult game. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a hard one to call. But again, it's similar with the Spurs game. I, I suppose Spurs, obviously, we were always favourites in that match. But there's a sort of calm confidence is what I call it. Um, I kind of feel like we will win, but... Um, I, yeah, I don't want to jinx. <laughs> don't want to say it too loudly. Yeah, um, we will win. They haven't impressed me in the last. Mm. Obviously, uh, not on Saturday. Not that much. Even in the Champions League, uh, defensively, they're a bit all over the shop. In the six-three with um, also who have, Leipzig? Who have they played in the Premier League? You know, they lost to Spurs. They beat mm. Norwich 5-0 at the Etihad. They Arsenal 5-0. beat someone Arsenal 5-0 at the Etihad. And then do you know, so they haven't they haven't really been tested mm. this year, have they? No. Um, and as you said, we've had this tough or relatively tough starts of the season. Yeah. If you include especially Liverpool and, and Spurs away and have kind kind of mm. come through that unscathed. Um so that's what I mean. Thomas Tuchel's big game management, his mm. know-how in, in those matches. Um makes me feel confident and the fact we're back at home is is obviously a benefit too mm-hmm. um i'm not we, sure when they play in the carabao cup but i don't know if it's wednesday tuesday or wednesday i'm not sure whether that is a factor or not but as i said due to us being in the early kickoff on saturday i reckon he, he'll go full rotation anyway so it shouldn't make mm. a difference um the only thing that worries me is like, and I know this doesn't really mean anything, but like, I feel like because we've beaten them three times in a row under Tuchel, would you? I feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they've got to beat us like sometimes. You know what I mean? And I don't know whether obviously going into the game, I am feeling confident, but that's like, oh, sooner or later they're going to yeah. have to get a result against us. I just really hope it's not Saturday. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, this is probably the first time we've maybe been favourites, you could argue. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, maybe, yeah, so. maybe we'll, we'll get our comeuppance. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't have said that I think we'll win. I'd, I don't no, but like, I should I think say we've... I don't think we'll lose or, and I'm not, yeah. I'm not feeling kind of my nerves aren't shredded thinking about it, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, I think most Chelsea fans would probably agree that, you know, going into this game, we're, we're now probably favourites and we're going to be the most confident um and that's fine I think um but yeah I don't want to just mm. in case um <laughs> what have you made of City this season um I know we we said they haven't been tested yet but in the games that they have played um especially against Southampton that's a bit of a disappointing performance wasn't, wasn't it from them one shot on target and it didn't come until really late on in the game like what what's happened what's gone wrong do you think yeah I, I mean Pep was quick to sort of say that it's nothing to do with not buying a new striker, but mm. kind of feel like it, mu- it probably does have something to do with that. You know what? Do you know what I didn't work? I couldn't work out was he's played Torres as a striker for the first half, four four games in the Premier League in the Champions League. You know they didn't beat City, but they won the other three games. They didn't beat Spurs, sorry, but they won the other three games, and then he drops him. 
Yeah, and like, he's what, scoring like, as well, what, doesn't he? And he's scoring and he's getting involved and at least you've got someone there that sort of knows how to play a number nine-ish role. Mm. And, and then he goes and changes it again and I just... I really don't understand it. I can't get my head around it. Yeah, I'm not sure he's telling us the whole truth, to be honest. I reckon he's probably pretty annoyed that he hasn't got that striker. Hmm. I don't think, from what I've seen of them so far this season, that he knows 100% what his best attacking team is. I think yeah. Grealish is there. Um, on the right, I guess Mares is probably his preferred option at the moment, but... Through the middle, it's anyone's guess, and I think he's he's not really sure, and I don't particularly believe that he's he's happy with his options. Um, yeah, and that is maybe sort of shown again in the amount of rotation he he gets through. But um, you would just think you sort of you may as well just trust Gabriel Jesus at this stage. Like it's not like he's a bad player. Why um, wouldn't you? Like they've got enough creative players in and. I mean, they've got so many of mm. the same or similar sorts of players in and around like the other positions. I just think it makes such a difference when you play a striker that, that is a, you play a striker that's a, like a player that's a striker rather than, mm. you know, he did it with KDB in the, in the Champions League final, played him as a full start and that didn't work. And he's just trying out loads of different players. Like you said, maybe he doesn't know, but it was working. Mm. You know, that, that, that Tottenham game was obviously an, an anomaly. Um, they started the season really well after that, but why change? I just, I, I'm, I'm, I know I shouldn't question it's Pep Guardiola, do you know what I mean? But it just seems quite simple. Yeah, it can't. It, it can't give the player any confidence either, can it? If they're actually doing well, and then suddenly they're just, hooked out of the team for yeah. no, no real reason. Um, mm. But as I say, I sort of understand it from his perspective because they're not, uh, they're not top level striker so he's probably getting into his own head and thinking well if they're not going to score goals I need to kind of create a more kind of compact yeah. and solid unit up front that maybe mm. will just create chances through their uh, understanding or whatever but it definitely doesn't always work and it definitely didn't work against Southampton but mm. fingers, fingers crossed they have similar against us but um, they've got enough to cause you trouble. To be honest, I don't, again, don't want to tempt fate, but they're actually sort of reminding me of the kind of teams of his early days at City, Guardiola. Um, I can't remember. I think, again, not tempting fate. We won the league that season, I think. So 2014-15. Mm. Yeah. Where it's like a, a team packed of talent and they sort of steamroller the teams. I know they didn't beat Southampton, but steamroller the teams they're supposed to steamroller in that very sort of um, methodical way where they're literally just picking teams apart, yeah, pulling it back across the goal, just scoring like tapping. Mm. Sort of feels like they're there again, but then mm. I don't, yeah, don't necessarily back them in the big games, which again, we've seen, I know Tottenham was very early, we've seen that there though. So depending on how it goes against Chelsea, maybe maybe there's like another pattern starting to form, but um yeah. At the moment, I don't think, even objectively, I definitely don't think they look as strong as Chelsea, which will be surely a worry for them because I think most people thought um, they would be right up there. At, personally, at the moment, I'm I'm actually more concerned about Liverpool being sort of back to that level that they're. He's going to enjoy that one, isn't he? Yeah. He's going to sit there listening, being like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah joint top of the league." <laughs> um, 
because they seem to have I, I would back them in big games against most teams except yeah. Chelsea and mm. again Man City would be close but the way they're going they look very good again I think I think if they if they keep their first team the thing is with, with City and the thing is with Chelsea um, is that our squads are, are both massive and you've got almost cover in every position um, if something goes wrong obviously bar a striker for us if Romelu Lukaku but with mm. with Liverpool their first 11 is absolutely brilliant their first 11 could win the league easily but once once their first 11 or a few players from their first 11 aren't fit they haven't actually got that much back up on the bench not players that you'd come in and think could do a like for like job um, mm. but I'm still standing by it's going to be going to be a three horse title race I said that from from day yeah, one yeah. Um, and I think you know it's interesting isn't it because obviously we lose Mendy when when he goes to the African Cup of Nations Liverpool lose Mane and Salah when they when mm. when they go to the African Cup of Nations so I think January is going to be a really interesting time um, in terms of the title race seeing how teams get on then um, just, just quickly going back to the Chelsea City game we don't expect N'Golo Kante to play against Aston Villa. Absolutely not. Um, do you expect him to go? Do you expect Thomas Tuchel to go with Kante, Jorginho and Kovacic against Man City? Or do you think he only did that because of the, how the game was going against Spurs? Do you think he'll go back to the to the two in midfield? And if so, what two? Good question. Um, I don't know if you saw it. In his presser, he said um, that he didn't actually change the system at halftime when he brought Kante on, which I thought was really odd, an odd thing to say. He said it was the same system, just played with more, like, more intensity, more desire. But I don't know who that means would would have been on, essentially on the right wing, because that means... Well, we know, but we did play, we we did change system because we had yeah, three in five, the field. We literally yeah. just had the three across the field and then we had Havertz and then Lukaku. So it was, yeah. it, it was a... That's what I thought. It but was he a said, different. Oh, it's well, yeah, it felt so like odd. a different. He was like, no, like we've, I kept the same thing. I just, it was just played with more intensity. So maybe, yeah, I don't know, it's not even like noticeable that apparently maybe because you kept seeing Kante in those advanced areas, didn't you? And obviously he scored from one finding that pocket of space. Maybe he was actually playing sort of as a as a right forward, but. That baffled me slightly, but he seemed he seemed mm. pretty um, adamant. Uh, Chris, thank you so much. That's all we've got time for. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you could drop us a review, it would be very much appreciated. Subscribe if you haven't already, and if you've enjoyed what you heard, and we'll see you all next time here on Wherever You May Be.